Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSEN. Okay, Brent, thank you. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. All your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download BetMGM and the app today. And stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. And when you do, bring that state-issued ID, Nevada, and whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to be ready to bet within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older, located in Nevada. And if you have an issue, it's 1-800-522-4700. No issues here. We're here. It is the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Michael, we've got Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sports book, coming up in just a little bit from the Borgata. And we also have Brady Cannon, who does a great job, long shots, and has done a great job updating us on the Masters all week. So he's going to be joining us yet to come uh, on the Lombardi line. I want to get into the draft, if you don't mind. So no, let's do it. I told you, this is fascinating. So I told you seven straight drafts with at least one running back taken in the first round. Of course, last year, Najee Harris, right? And then uh, mm-hmm. Travis Etienne, who didn't play last year with the injury. Now, we bring up value all the time. Who went in the sixth round last year? Elijah Mitchell, right? Mm-hmm. And he was, yeah. he was such an integral part to what San Francisco did last year, almost rushing for 1,000 yards, over 4-7 a carry. Now, again, and I want to say... Even though know, they picked Sermon, they picked Sermon right. and went the third round. Yep. So, yeah. And okay. before that, one taken in 2020, Edwards Hilaire. Uh, two, one taken in 2019, Josh Jacobs. 2018, two overall, Saquon Barkley. Let me give you some that have gone in day two. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara was a third rounder. What does that all mean? 
what are you using a first rounder on <laughs> running back, right? I mean, seriously, I'll just, yeah. I'm going to let you run with all that information and tell me what you think. Well, I, I think it certainly is valid. And, and I think there was a lot of criticism last year about taking Nigel Harris where they did. And, and, and it's valid. You can certainly say, and, and I have great respect for Kevin Colbert, who will retire after the draft at Pittsburgh. But I think where Kevin Colbert got in a situation which is challenging is he wanted to make sure he ensured himself a good player. You know, and, and Harris was a good player, and they wanted to get back to some form of running the football. But, you know, he had James Conner, who he picked in the third round, who was a very productive player for him at one time, was really good last year with the Cardinals. So I do think that there is certainly value. There was a period in the National Football League where running backs were going in the top five. Forget about going in the first round. They, You know, they were going in the quarterback draft of 1983. Eric Dickerson went second overall. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a tremendous player. But that's the value back then of of a running back. Today, we don't have that because – because today, running backs, really, the requirement to play great running back in the National Football League comes down to pass protection first. I know that sounds strange, but it's really important. The ability to pass protect, that's first. Second, the ability to be a receiver in the passing game. That's really important. And third, run the ball. Everybody else, it, it, so that shift that used to be 20 years ago, run, block, catch, has changed to block, catch, run. And so because of that, you can find some. Like, let's take Isaiah Spiller of Texas A&M, a very dynamic player, perfect size, 6 feet, 217. He can really run with the football effectively. I think Kenneth Walker proved that when he took a step up that he could. Now he's got to prove what he can do in the passing games uh, because we really didn't get to see that because he was more of an every-down workload. And then that leads us to Bryce Hall of Iowa State. Is, I, is he the guy that certainly can do that? You know, he's got great patience, very vision, and burst. And he's got that, what I call that ability to miss, make you miss with slight, with slight, uh, with slight, Quickness. You know, it's a little bit to get on the edge. It's great running backs. They're very deceiving in how they can get on the edge of you without you really knowing it. And one thing about Hall that I like is he's the perfect size. He's what I call the Coke machine body. He's 5'11". He's 217. So he's hard to get his arms around because he's short and squatty, which is what we want. You know, same thing with Damian Pierce from Florida, short, squatty. When you get linear, when you get longer, you become awfully uh, you become easier to tackle unless your name's Derrick Henry who's big linear and hard to get on the ground so I think there's enough of these guys out there I mean, Zamir White from Georgia you know I love this Abraham Smith from Baylor I've watched him for a long long time he's a little bit of a linear back but I think he's really good but you could take him in the second or third round and you might end up getting as good a player as anyone well, you mentioned second or third round, Josh Jacobs in 19. Miles Sanders goes in round two, who you love. And Tony yep. Pollard went in round four, Michael. Yep, no doubt. And so, and look, Tony Pollard, it's interesting you bring up Tony Pollard. So, you, you know, I, I was writing, I, as I've been writing this book, uh, about the great players that have, that have played in the National Football League. And, and you're always looking for some form of comparison to what the players you're talking about and where you can relate that player to today's game. Because, you know, for somebody reading this book, uh, they, they don't, they're not going to remember some of the old players. They're not going to be able to, you know, equate it. So you've got to bring it full circle, you know, and bring it to the moment. Michael, and, can I, I, I'm sure you said, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we have terrible news to report. And I, I hate to interrupt you, but I have to do so. Dwayne Haskins has passed away. 
What? Uh, standout at Ohio State, the quarterback, of course, drafted by Washington in the first round. Oh, a Pittsburgh no. player, he was struck by a car in South Florida this morning. His agent, Cedric Saunders, reports he would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. So we can report here on the Lombardi line, terrible, tragic, unfortunate oh. news. Dwayne Haskins has passed hmm. away. That's just horrible. That's too too young, too young. That's just just terrible. That that that's hard to believe. Yeah, and sorry, certainly sorry our hearts and prayers you. and condolences are with the Haskin family. I mean, that's that's really that's really that's uh, really hard. That is, uh, and I apologize to. No, I mean this is way more important than talking about anything else. That's horrible. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins being reported. Adam Schefter, standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. Per his agent Cedric, Cedric Saunders, Haskins, of course, would have been 25 on May 3rd. Absolutely awful news to report early this morning on the Lombardi line. Yeah, that's just heartbreaking. It really is. Too young, certainly with a career. You know, he's been given, gotten an opportunity to have a second chance in Pittsburgh mm. and, you know, to compete for perhaps a starting job against Mitchell Trubisky. It's just tragic. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I, our condolences to his family. I, I feel so badly. Wow. Yeah, it's um, it's trending everywhere. So uh, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll, you know, that's the information struck by a car. If there's anything that pops up, we'll, of course, report it here on the Lombardi line. But there's not much to add. Dwayne Haskins, and there's the tweet, has tragically passed away early this morning after getting struck by a car in South Florida. His agent's reporting it, and it's uh, there you see the tweet. My goodness. That's a t terrible story. Tragic terrible. story. Okay. Just horrible. All right, Michael, yeah, so what we'll do is, and not out of disrespect, but we'll continue with the conversation about the running backs, and as more information comes in, I will certainly report it. I apologize to interrupt you, but we had to. Okay, so the prohibitive favorite to go one, which we'll try to gather ourselves, the prohibitive favorite to yeah. go one and almost minus 250-ish is Brees Hall, the do-everything running back at Iowa State. Now, one thing about Brees Hall, he's 275 on our board at BetMGM to go first overall as far as the running backs taken in the draft coming up here in just a little bit, under 20 days, 20 days now. Um, he does everything. He's a great pass catcher, and you have to start with not just running the football. Can you block and can you catch the ball? And Brees Hall did everything at Iowa State. And that's why he's up there as the top pick. I mean, Spiller can do it too. Kenneth Walker's a little bit of a wild card in the passing game. A lot of this is going to come down to how he worked out. But before we heard the bad, the horrible news about Dwayne Haskins is what I was trying to do. We were, you were talking about Tony Pollard and why this game has changed so much. When I was writing up Gail Sayers as one of the top 100 players, the real comparison to Gail Sayers is Tony Pollard. Now, I know that sounds bizarre because Gail Sayers is, was so dynamic. But Pollard, when you watch their running styles, everybody thinks Gail Sayers' running style was like Barry Sanders, make you miss, you know, kind of cre cre chaotic in the open field. He was what we call a slasher, the ability to get on an edge and then burst and accelerate and have the speed to do it, which Pollard does. That's why Pollard is such a good kickoff return guy. So was Sayers. There's a different quality to have kickoff return ability and punt return ability. It requires different skill sets. And so I think the other thing we've got to layer into this quarter conversation about running backs is who can impact, who can be a four down running back? Who can help in the kicking game as well, like Pollard does? And I think that's the value. And I think you've got to sit there and say to yourself, wouldn't I be better off waiting to get a four-down player than I would be to taking a guy 
perhaps a little too early, where you get a guy that can really come in and do something for you in the kicking game. Because the one thing you don't want to do is draft a one-dimensional running back where if Kenneth Walker can't do anything in the passing game, he becomes neutralized in, in, the, in the overall scheme of the game because he can't really – nobody's going to respect him if he's on the field. Remember this. Pro football today is not about what personnel group is on the field. It's, it's, it's no longer about third down, first down. It's all about what personnel groups are on the field. And if you can stay in every personnel group, you become a better player. Yeah, that's well put. And again, the assumption is not a first rounder. Brees Hall goes round two or three, correct? Well, I, I would think so. To me, I, I would think so. I, I mean, I think certainly, you know, what I love about him is I think he's got that great, you know, he's got the perfect kind of body that I like. Ran and a 4 three, nine, he, too, Michael. He's fast. Yeah. Well, I think, too, you know, with the 40 time, I mean, look, that was the debate about Emmett Smith coming out. He didn't run fast sure. enough. But he only gained he only gained 8,000 yards at a Scamba High School in Florida. I mean, like, seriously, like, you, you can't walk for 8,000 yards. At high school, he gained 8,000 yards, like, in, the, in a really good competition. The thing about that I think Hall jumps up is because he's going to be 21 his entire rookie season. He's 20, he's 20 on the draft. And he comes from great – I mean, he's, he's a cousin of the great running back Roger Craig from the 49ers. Yep, that incredible. gives him a little bit of a, of a caveat. And Craig was the ultimate three-dimensional back. You're just joining us here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The tragic news, Dwayne Haskins, 24 years old, quarterback there, Pittsburgh, drafted by Washington, has passed mm -hmm. away early this morning, struck by a car in South Florida. We'll continue at M. Lombardi NFL, at VEASAN Live. If you missed anything, go to vcin.com. Tragic news out of the NFL. Gone too soon, Dwayne Haskins. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. It's vcin.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Of course, horrible news shaping the sporting landscape this morning as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. Dwayne Haskins has tragically passed away, 24 years old, South Florida today, hit by a car. His agent is reporting, Adam Schefter reporting, so we mm. can credibly say that, unfortunately, an untimely passing, Michael, of Dwayne Haskins. Really sad news. I mean, it's horrible. And, and we don't have any more information other than, you know, it's a, it's a life lost way too young. And uh, this is always the concern of the offseason is, you know, when players aren't with their teams and, you know, these things happen – Unfortunately, it's just devastating news to the Steelers, the Steelers team, their community, and, and certainly the Ohio State family that watched Dwayne Haskins uh, really play his best football. Terrible news. We'll keep you updated if anything comes across, but that's all we can report right now. Unfortunately, Dwayne Haskins has passed away. It, it, it's a terrible way to transition into sports talk, but that's what we got to do here, Michael, and we'll do our best. We, you know, something we haven't discussed. Femi just walked in. I, I, I don't know if you guys discussed it on the podcast. Of course, you can find the GM Shuffle wherever you find your podcast. But how about that Eagles-Saints trade? I know it feels like a long time ago, yeah. but I never got your take on this. So the Eagles sent the Saints the number 16, the number 19 this year in the first round, and a number 194, which is a six-rounder, in exchange for coming back to the Eagles, number 18, number 101. And then, importantly, they get a 2023 first rounder and a 2024 second rounder. It felt like as soon as I read this, that the Eagles fleeced the saints. Can you help me understand this? Well, I think what the Eagles did basically is said, look, this is a, this is a draft that doesn't have a lot of, you know, it's not an overwhelming draft. Let's say that coach Walsh used to hate when scouts would say the draft is terrible because he would say, look, we only need 12 good players. It's we're not trying to make everybody happy, which is true. And so, but when you have multiple first round picks, three first round picks like the Eagles, 
I thought, and I've said this on WIP going back to a month, that they would be smart to move one of those picks into the next year, find somebody that was willing to do that, and they did with the Saints. I think people's reaction when they saw this was, well, now the Saints are trying to get a quarterback. Hold on. Stop. They signed Jameis Winston. They paid Andy Dalton to be the backup. They drafted Ian Book. This is not about trying to get themselves a quarterback, at least from my vantage point. I think this is about making sure to get into the strength of the draft, to get a corner or an offensive lineman. That is the strength of this draft. Perhaps, you know, a, a defensive end, somebody to improve their team. But to me, it, when you look at this draft overall, you're pretty content to think that you've got a really chance, a really good chance to get an offensive lineman or a corner, and they probably want to get both in the first round. And they're willing to sacrifice a one next year to potentially get, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a Trevor Penning or the, the kid from North Carolina State. You know, it's it just somebody that they feel like they could get that can go in there and play left tackle because right now James Hurst is their left tackle. And so they've put themselves in position, and I think that that's ultimately the genesis behind the deal. For the Eagles, it gives them another year to see where they are with Jalen Hurts. Are they going to continue down this Oklahoma-Lincoln-Riley uh, offense, or are they going to pivot and find somebody who can be a drop-back passer? And it just puts them with more resources into 2023. I think it's a really good trade for Philly. I don't. I get it for New for New Orleans. They want to improve their talent base, but New Orleans has always been pl- paying on the credit card. They're they're That's quietly right. like the Rams. They always just push next year into next year. You know, the first thing I thought when I saw that is it it signaled immediacy from the Saints, right? Like that they feel like this year, obviously they that it's important to get what they want, which it always is, but nobody really has expectations. As you and I just talk right now, Michael, I'm going to pull up the Saints season win total, but is that what it said to you? Like there's some immediacy yeah. to this year? Well, I, I do, and here's where I think I have a little problem with it from a Saints standpoint. One thing we don't do in the NFL is lottery protect first-round picks. And so, you know, they're trading away this unknown. And they're counting on them. Their win total, I think, is somewhere between seven and eight. It's probably going to be seven and a half, my guess. Uh, when it Vinny is seven and a half. Finally, okay, it. when Vinny decides to finally. So if you're if they go under at six, I mean, the Eagles are going to get a top ten pick. It could, you know, it could be really good. And say Winston gets hurt or doesn't play well. We know Andy Dalton if he comes on the field. Now I know they've got Kamara and they got Michael Thomas, and maybe they sign it. Maybe they draft a receiver, which will be a strength of the draft as well too. But there's the potential for this being a top ten pick. For me, if I were back in the league, I would want a lottery protectors pick. Now, the league doesn't do that. It's very challenging, but it's a smart move because you're dealing the unknown. You're trading away something. When Houston traded away that first-round pick, they had no idea it was going to be this high pick. They thought they were a good team. It was going to pick in the 20s. I mean, Denver traded all those ones away for, for Russell Wilson, figuring that that's going to be in the 20s because they're going to be good enough that that pick's going to be somewhere between 26 and 32. Okay. This one, I don't know if the Saints can say that. And I think that's the downfall of the deal. I think that's where there's a lot of exposure and a lot of risk and reward for the Eagles. There's tremendous risk on the Saints. There's a lot of reward on the Eagles if this pick goes into the tank. But they do need. Here's where I think it becomes uh, uh, important. They have always been, with Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, they've always been about rebuilding their offensive line. They've always put resources into their line. I mean, when you go through it, they pay for Ramchek, right? Ruiz, he's a first-round pick. Ruiz is a first-round pick. McCoy's a second-round pick. Austin Peet's a first-round pick. And, you know, Armstead, who they let go, was a second. I mean, that's a lot. That's telling you they value offensive line. 
And I think that knowing that they have Hurst, who's really a sixth or seventh lineman, they would be better off trying to find somebody that they could plug and play in that spot. And they needed to get there. They needed to get to closer to whether it's Penning or whether it's Iquanu or whether it's Charles Cross or somebody like that. I think that's what they needed to do. What was the consensus amongst your texts and your feelers when you were talking about the Eagles Saints trade? Was there a winner? Was there a consensus? I think most people are surprised that the Saints would be willing to to just deal in the unknown of that pick. I mean, there, there's not a lot of people in the league that have a sense of the Saints are going to be great, you know? Right. And, and, and that's not a disrespect towards Dennis Allen, but without Sean there, there's the concern, can they be as good and dynamic offensively? Pete Carmichael's got a huge challenge in front of him because he's going to have to replace a really good play caller. Now, they've got Kamara, right? And they've got some players, and, you know, they get Michael Thomas back, so that's a bonus pick. But I think there's a little bit of a, of a doubt about how good they can be. Now, they're benefiting from playing in the South, which isn't a great division. We know that, right? We know that. So that does help. That can certainly add some flavor and some wins to them. But I think ultimately they play the NFC West next year, which, you know, is going to be a challenge. So that's the trade with the Saints and the Eagles. Again, we're not ignoring it. Dwayne Haskins has passed away this morning. South Florida hit by a car. Just 24 years old. Tragic. Of course, the former first-round pick of the Commanders in 2019. Standout season there at Ohio State. We will keep you updated as details continue to come in here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Dan, you know, I think this is a little bit of what you can expect. So, of course, your Lions, yes, your Lions, not mine. <laughs> your Lions are going to be on hard knocks. And I think a yeah. lot of it, there's only three teams that were eligible. There are requirements. And the Lions were picked. You know, golf is wallpaper. But Campbell, people really like him. Did you see what he said to Dave Burkett of the Free Press? He said, they, and he was kind of giving the guy credit. He said, there's a guy that's currently in the league that he was coaching down in Miami that came in yeah. reeking of booze every single day, but he said he got after it. The guy loved ball, and he had no issue with them. But I, I, that's just a preview of what you're probably going to get with Hard Knocks because this guy is redlined all the time, and he loves caffeine. I think he'll be great for the TV. I, I don't know. You know, I think, I think the one thing I've always said this, and if I were the, uh, running the Lions, I would be really concerned because I think Al Davis used to say this all the time. Every time you have an opportunity to get in front of the media – uh, you're speaking to three groups of people. And when you're on hard knocks, you're really speaking to three groups of people. You're speaking to the, your fans, your owner, a, a, and, the, and everybody in the organization. And I think you must demonstrate, you must demonstrate beyond any reasonable doubt how talented you are and how smart you are with your behavior with, when they let those cameras in. I don't think you can do it for show, but I think intellectually you've got to send a message to the community that you know what you're doing. The Browns under the great Hugh Jackson didn't do that. That was kind of comical what they did. They sent a message that we're disorganized and don't know what we're doing. That ultimately cost him his job. I think you've got to be really careful with this. Dan Campbell loves Starbucks more than Millie loves Bernadette. You know what I'm <laughs> no, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't, maybe I don't know how to measure that, but my yeah. man, like his heart, 
I, I, yeah, RIP. He loves his caffeine. Heart is, his I mean, his Starbucks order, His I would assume he's going to have a – he's got to have a local Starbucks deal there because, I mean, when he's going through, his bill's got to be heavy duty. I mean, I thought Berman's Starbucks bills in the morning are heavy. I think his is more. Campbell goes to the section of the gas station when you walk in and has those very colorful bottles, you know, like – Yeah, uh, five-hour energy. Yeah, five-hour – he got 20-hour energy for Dan Campbell. There, there, ain't no yeah. do, there ain't no doubt. Okay, we've got uh, plenty to do, of course, underway there at Augusta. It looks chilly. Cloud coverage. <laughs> it's in the... What? Not for my man. Not for my man. Not for my not man. For, not for beef. Not chilly at all. Shane Lowry, who's 12-1 uh, to 1 live right now. Thomas Gable next and Brady Cannon coming up here at Lombardi Line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the NFL draft is right here in Las Vegas. It's right around the corner and we'll have extensive coverage including a mock draft from Matt Humans. Michael Lombardi's going to of course former NFL GM will have his draft analysis. VSEN host Mike Pritchard, who was a first round pick, and Sean King, a Super Bowl winning champ, they're going to give you insights on who you can bet on. Also, legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give you his draft best bets and our NFL draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to VSIN through the NFL draft for only $19. Okay, it's 19 bucks. Go to vsin.com slash draft. That's vsin.com slash draft. Okay, we're going to welcome in our, our good friend, our partner, Thomas Gable, live from the Borgata. Before we do, of course, must update you um, Dwayne Haskins has passed away at the age of 24. Obviously shocking and terrible news, tragic news, gone too soon. He was hit by a car in South Florida early this morning. His agent has reported, and it's being widely reported. So RIP Dwayne Haskins. If any more information or news comes in, we'll certainly pass it along. We head out to New Jersey, Atlantic City in particular, and say hi to Thomas Gable. Sorry to introduce you like that, Thomas, but how are you this morning? Doing all right, guys. How are you? Doing well, considering well, obviously the terrible news. The the yeah. um, Masters at the Borgata. How would you sum it up? Uh, thank you, Tiger. I guess at this point where we're sitting, thank you, <laughs> Tiger, for taking uh, all the liability. And um, you know, at one point, uh, you know, when Tiger announced when he did his press conference uh, in the beginning of the week and said, you know, he would play and give it a go and, you know, felt like he could win. That's when you saw a lot of, uh, a lot of people coming out and, and betting Tiger. And um, at one point then, we've been uh, obviously offering this in play through the tournament. At one point, Tiger was taking 20% of all the tickets in play for the entire field. So, um, you know, all the liability there is on Tiger and um, certainly comfortable with uh with where he's sitting right now at uh, one over heading into the weekend and uh, Scheffler with a comfortable lead coming into today. You know, I think, you know, two things can obviously happen here today. Uh, you know, Scheffler can shoot another great round and run away and hide from the rest of the field. Or, uh, you know, if he has sort of a ho-hum round and, you know, shoots, you know, even par, maybe one under, and somebody else goes low and can kind of get it to within one or two shots heading into Sunday to make this uh, make this interesting tomorrow. But uh, you know, right now Scheffler currently is even money to win uh, to win the Masters here at Borgata. Uh, but you have a bunch of guys at twelve to one who are who are right there um, that you, you would be hoping could 
potentially make some sort of move up the leaderboard or get at least get closer to Scheffler, I should say. Um, you know, you have Matsuyama at twelve to one, DJ's at twelve to one, uh, Lowry's at twelve to one, and Cam Smith also at twelve to one. And, and Cam Smith, I think, is somebody who you saw on Thursday. Here's a guy who basically shot eight under through sixteen holes. If you you know, he doubled one and doubled eighteen, and he was eight under in between there in the sixteen holes in between. So he's somebody who can absolutely go low. And the one thing with Cam I, I think we haven't really seen is the putter get hot yet. And if, if that does, um, he's certainly somebody who could make this interesting if, if Scheffler stumbles a little bit. But no surprise how Scheffler played yesterday. I mean, he's a longhorn. Uh, those Texas guys know how to navigate the wind, and uh, he, he just played a beautiful round yesterday in the wind. Thomas, this morning when you opened up the book, uh, who, what was the one player that was getting the most action as you opened up? Well, I think people are taking um, some shots now at Scheffler uh, if they're getting even money on him. Um, DJ, you know, still popular, twelve to one. He's very close to where he went off uh, pre-tournament, sixteen to one. Um, so a, a lot of these prices you can get on these guys like DJ and and Cam Smith, they're very similar to where they were right before the tournament began. Um, Justin Thomas is another guy, sixteen to one right now, and yes, he's a ways back, but he's somebody who can go really, really low. And I think if you want kind of a long shot, um, I would look at uh, Connors right now, 40 to 1. Uh, he's at 1 under coming into today. Uh, if he can make a move, um, Connors is somebody that uh, I had circled in a couple matchups uh, this week. So uh, he's been playing well. And at 40 to 1, I think maybe that's a nice little price you can put a little bit of money on him. And pardon me if you said this. Where did you did, were you between fourteen and sixteen to one on Scheffler pre-tournament? Yeah, he went off uh, fifteen to one here. Okay. Um, another one. How about Schwartzel's forty to one? Schwartzel won this in two thousand eleven. I got him 40, 40 to one updated. Yeah, we actually have him fifty to one here um, wow. right now. And Schwartzel's somebody who, honestly, I'm. I think he surprises a lot of people that he's, <laughs> he's been playing right terribly. He, <laughs> yeah, he's he was fell off the face of the earth. This <laughs> so yeah. uh, for him to come back, I you know fifty to one, I think is a fair price because he's just not somebody who has been has shown any sort of uh, form of life uh, prior to this. Fair, yeah. I mean, that's really fair. And but you know, I mean, at some point, I I don't know when that moment occurs when you actually start to play better, when your game comes around and you're like, okay, now here I am. And if a guy's won the tournament before, you got to think he knows this course and knows these greens so well that unless his game falls apart, I thought it was interesting. You before uh, in the last hour, Thomas, uh, uh, Jick Jack was talking about how he was worried about, uh, about Scheffler's swing holding up and feeling like he could handle the pressure which we're going to find out. But who would you like second? If you were to place a bet, who would you like to challenge him? Uh, I think JT has the ability to go really low at 16 to 1. Um, same with uh, Cam Smith at 12 to 1. And again, if I just want to take a flyer, I would look at Connors right now, 40 to 1. So, Michael's 76ers have to win out today uh, mm -hmm. against Indiana and then tomorrow against Detroit. If Boston loses tomorrow against Memphis, Philly will jump up to the three seed 
and avoid that matchup with Toronto, which right now is where it sits, Thomas. No surprise here. Yep. You got a heavy favorite with Philly hosting the Pacers today. Yeah, and they're getting bet. 14.5-point favorites here, and they are uh, taking money. Um, but uh, as you said, the Sixers, very important for them to get to that three seed there and play Chicago. I mean, that's kind of the coveted spot right now in the yep. East. If you want to to get to play Chicago in the first round, um, Toronto is going to give anybody trouble, not to mention the fact of the you also have to weigh the COVID restrictions going on there. We saw it the, the other night there when Philly traveled to the Toronto. They couldn't uh, bring Thibel with them, who's not vaccinated. Um, and to lose uh, a defender like that for – you know, potentially three games, uh, three away games, that's uh, going to be a big blow. And, you know, you don't have Harden right now. Who's, Harden's not really uh, playing great. He's not shooting well at all. And, uh, you know, he's blaming the, the spacing. The Sixers aren't uh, getting the spacing that they need on the offensive end. But um, he, he's been ice cold. So uh, I think the Sixers absolutely need to win these two and obviously get some help there from Boston to uh, avoid uh, Toronto there in the first round. What what you're saying is they if they can win these two and and they need to be a game up on Boston to secure the third seed because they lose the tiebreaker. Correct. And so if they yes. do that and they have two teams they should beat. I mean they should beat Detroit. They should beat Detroit, who they you know they couldn't slow down, and they should beat Indiana, who you know Indiana took them in the fourth quarter the other night and just took it took the game over. So it, these will be challenging games. But I, I agree. But I don't know if it's practical. I think they're headed to. Um, I think they're, in spite of what Doc thinks, I think they're headed to Toronto, and I think it's going to be a hard matchup. By the way, Memphis needs, if they win their next two, they break a franchise record for wins. So tomorrow against Boston, they'll be playing because they're going to be playing for a franchise record as far as wins. So, again, it's very feasible that Boston could lose that matchup tomorrow in Memphis, and all Philly has to do. You don't like to hear about Harden complaining already, though, Michael. That's not not necessarily well I mean he's you know I mean look it's 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 never going to be about the player it's always about what's going on and, and Thomas is right I mean the guy's shooting 30 percent the guy didn't shoot well at all I mean he's not whether it's spacing problems or his conditioning problems or his elevation or whatever it is it's it's a fact and you know and they have no bench I mean they traded away their bench and uh and it's affected them and it's a fact he's playing more minutes than I thought he would ever play TG, yeah. yep. go ahead. You, you can follow up, TG. What do you got? No, I think that's the. I, for me, that's the major concern for Philadelphia heading into the playoffs is the bench or the, their lack thereof, um, and obviously not something that uh, Doc has done any favors to the team uh, with that. So that would be my major concern for the Sixers. Uh, besides Harden's shooting woes, is is their lack of depth. Thomas Gable is going to be singing "O Canada" today. He's got Corey Connors. Oh, yeah, twelve thirty. He's got it. Twelve thirty. That'll be the. Will that be in the main window there, uh, Thomas, or will you have the uh, golf on the in the big screen? Uh, for the Sixers game, uh, we'll put yeah. the Sixers on the big screen at one. Yeah, I think uh, was at one o'clock games. One o'clock tip. I think it's a twelve thirty so, tip. Yeah, we'll, yeah twelve thirty tip. Oh, okay. It's, it's fun. To, it's yeah, fun we'll, to watch. We'll it's fun to watch the Sixers and watch Harden stand there and not move. That is uh, that's fascinating, that team. <laughs> Thomas, thank you, buddy. Director of Race and Thanks, Sportsbook TG. at the Borgata, our friend, our buddy, Thomas Cable. Thank you, TG. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Coming thank up you. Next, Brady Good. Cannon.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn reward points. It's a loyalty program like your credit card. It's a great deal they've got going on. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program. You get perks. You can use them on the site or at MGM Resorts nationwide. 21 years or older, if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. We are underway at Augusta. Moving day, cold, overcast, looks a little dreary out there. It's not going to be as windy. We'll report, of course, here on the Lombardi line. Dwayne Haskins has passed away, untimely death at the age of 24, struck by a car in South Florida today. You see Mike Tomlin, Michael Lombardi has released a statement. So if there were Mm. questions about the validity of the report, uh, there are no longer as the tragic news continues to circulate. 
in the sporting world. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Michael, has passed away. Yeah, Mike Tomlin issued a statement. Uh, obviously, uh, he's let loss of words and devastated as everybody at Pittsburgh to lose someone this young and to, to not be able to fully grow and become the person that I think Mike Tomlin saw that he was going to become as is very disappointing and our prayers are to his wife, his family. This is tough news on a Saturday morning. It really is. And a tough transition, but Brady Cannon's a pro. He can handle it. Brady Cannon won half of long shots with Wes Reynolds, of course. I want to let everybody know you can go check out the Masters updates after each round over at vcin.com as well. As we say, and a yeoman's effort as far as Brady Cannon with the updates throughout the week uh, during the show. Brady, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, and uh, my thoughts with the Haskins family as well. That was uh, tough news this morning, but uh, yeah, the Masters is underway. It's moving day at Augusta National Golf Club, and I'm ready for 36 more holes of this stuff. Yeah, yeah we'll look forward to it. Anything surprise you about Scheffler? We'll start there. You know, yes and no. I mean, I, I have known this guy was a world-class player for a couple of years, and, and that's really all that we've known Scotty Scheffler as far as a professional is for a couple of years. Uh, in 2020, I predicted preseason that he would be the PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, and, and that was correct. But, boy, he has really ascended to, obviously, number one in the world uh, at a meteoric rate. And, uh, I mean, three victories in the last – you know, five tournaments he's played or something like that, and, and now looking to make a fourth victory in the way of a major championship. Yeah, you, you've got to be a little surprised by that. But, you know, this guy was a, a junior champion and an All-American at University of Texas and a, you know, recent Ryder Cupper. But, but boy, it, it, he's grown up awful quickly. I, I wouldn't be surprised, Patrick, if he came back to the pack a little bit. I, I don't think he can he might play three out of the four rounds at this level but I think he's probably going to have one day where he's off his game just a bit that would be you know natural for any golfer no matter how good you are do you think Shane Lowry because of the wind and because of the weather kind of is more conducive to his game do you think he can continue where he left off yesterday I do, Michael. I, I have a pre-tournament ticket on Lowry to win it all, uh, and the wind factor was one of my reasons for picking him. Uh, he might be the best wind player in the entire field. And what's interesting, if you look at the PGA Tour statistics, uh, you look at third-round scoring, and obviously today is the third round. Who's the number one player ranking in third-round scoring on the PGA Tour? It's Shane Lowry. Uh, so, you know, that doesn't necessarily factor into the wind, but obviously after the cut, this guy uh, has a pretty good track record. He averages uh, 67.75 for his third round uh, score. If he puts up a 67 today, he is absolutely going to be in the mix. And what I just talked about with Scotty Scheffler, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he shot even par today. And uh, if Lowry is able to put together, you know, another three or four under, then We've got a golf tournament coming up on Sunday, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some other guys made a run as well. In fact, uh, number two on tour in third-round scoring is Justin Thomas, and we saw what he did yesterday. Well, let's talk about Thomas. By the way, Lowry updated 12-1 to 1 
Of course, Brady bet him before the tournament started, so he got a better number, but that's tremendous. So JT, Jekyll and Hyde over 36, a 76 on Thursday, Brady, and then a low 67 late into the day yesterday, which is super impressive. What do you expect out of Justin Thomas? You know, it was him and Rom essentially, right, that went off as pre-tournament favorites. Exactly, and I really kind of expect more of the same from Thomas. Um, Yesterday's round was nearly flawless for Justin Thomas, so I, I don't think he's necessarily going to repeat that. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if he put together like a 69 today um, and maybe a 69-68 finish or something like that. I, I would expect you know, a couple more rounds in the 60s for Justin Thomas. Uh, I think there's a reason he was a you know, pre-tournament favorite. One of the bugaboos for Justin Thomas is he's never been able to figure out the greens at Augusta. He's got all the tools, you know, arguably the best iron player in the world, terrific short game, but not the best putter in the world, and specifically on these greens at Augusta. But he had a fantastic day putting yesterday, and that's what everybody talked about prior to the Masters, that having Bones Mackay on the bag, Phil Mickelson's old caddy, was going to help him read these greens, and maybe that was the case yesterday. I, I think his good play will continue, and he'll be a contender. Do, do you feel like that, based on what's been going on, that the course will become harder and harder because of the wind and because of uh, of the conditions? It was so wet to start off, and that it'll become a firmer and make it more harder to putt. That's one. And then two, Brady, is there going to be any pin locations today that would be unusual that we would not be used to as a typical Saturday? Yeah, great questions, Michael. And the first part, yes, I believe the course is going to continue to get firmer and faster because obviously we don't have any more rain. And coupled with the fact that we have had, you know, a fair amount of wind and pretty pretty blustery wind, that'll dry a course out quickly. So I, I think today's setup and kind of that leads into the second part of your question. I think you're going to see a very difficult setup today as far as pin position and you know the, where the tee boxes are. I, and, and you have more wind today, too. Not quite as much wind as you know the middle of the day yesterday, but still a steady 15 miles an hour is expected today, and that will absolutely affect a round of golf. Uh, so I, I think you're going to have a very difficult setup today along with the wind. And then, Michael, we have uh, perfect conditions on Sunday are expected. Temperatures in the mid to high 60s with very little wind, under 10 miles an hour. And I think they'll set up Sunday as very gettable. Uh, so I think today they're going to test everybody and, and the wind well as well. And then on Sunday they're going to give people an opportunity to make a big run, you know, maybe like something we saw out of Nicholas in 86. But th there will be scoring opportunities, I believe, on Sunday. Today you're going to have to get it done with a grind. 2020 champ Dustin Johnson, he's 11-1 to 1 updated. He scrambled yesterday, right, Brady? What do you expect from DJ today? He's one of the guys I like too, Patrick. You know, you look at Shane. I have, Shane, I have actually pre-tournament tickets on Shane Lowry, Dustin Johnson, and Cameron Smith. And if I was looking at the board right now and, and wanting to make a play on somebody to win with 36 holes to go, I would actually look at those three guys. I wouldn't go any deeper than two under par. I, I think the guys that are one under tied for 10th and seven shots back, I think that might be a little bit too much of a gap. Uh, but I think if you're six shots back, you've still got a shot. Uh, you can make up three shots a day, two one day, four the other, whatever it is. 
I don't. I, I think that's about the cutoff where you've got a shot. And you look at Cameron Smith. You could argue that he is just as hot a player as Scotty Scheffler. He won in January at Kapalua. He just won the Players Championship. He's got probably the best short game in the world, and he hasn't even putted that well yet this week. It's it's been his iron play that has had him going here at Augusta. If the putter gets hot, which it usually is, then then look out. This guy could do something. Uh, Dustin Johnson, major champion, Ryder Cupper, World Golf Championships, number one player in the world, former winner at the Masters, you name it. He's done it all, and and yes, he scrambled around yesterday. His his getting up and down from when he missed the greens was phenomenal. If he figures out the driver, which it looked like he started to do in the last few holes, he striped a couple of them on the back nine, uh, I think he'll make some noise as well. And then we talked about Shane Lowry. Those would be the three guys that I would look at. And, and and watch for Harold Varner. I tipped him in my post-round uh, recap on Thursday. <laughs> I was Thursday. just going to ask you about Big Harold. I was going to yeah, ask you he, about Harold, too. That was my next question. He, he, he was at 100-1 to 1 after Thursday's round, and yet he had the same score as Tiger. He, he was one under par. Tiger's in-game odds were like 33, and Varner was at 100. And I said, hey, what's going on here? He's seventh in scoring on tour in the second round and 13th in the third round. I said, if this guy puts together a couple rounds on Friday and Saturday and you're sitting there on Sunday with a 100-to-1 ticket on Harold Varner, that's a pretty good position. Michael, he can strike the heck out of the ball. He, he is a tremendous ball striker. He hits greens in regulation. It's always been the putter that has hindered him, but he's actually gained strokes on the green this week, so he could be another factor. Brady Cannon, you're the best. Long shots the, best, the podcast. Thank, Thank you, buddy. You so much. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thank you, Patrick. What? Thank, Thank you, you, Michael. Patrick. West and Femi coming up next. More on Dwayne Haskins and the Masters. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 